Wake up on Metro FM. <laughs> 6.46, wake up on Metro FM. We've got a banger of a sing-along coming up after 7. And we're opening up the lines with anything that is on your mind. Well, here's what's on Penny Gubai's mind. She says, good morning, team. I used to avoid news during hardcore COVID lockdown. Mm. It scared me to hear about the number of people dying and the infection numbers. To hear about COVID, it was just so stressful. She's referring to a conversation we're having now where we're asking you whether or not you ever switch off from news because you find it so depressing so saddening, right? Um, according to the Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, they did a survey and it found uh, across 46 countries that the dis- depressing state of affairs globally has resulted in many switching off when it comes to consuming news. And if you look at young people, for example, um, they complain about news being repetitive, etc. So the, the, the rate of, of, of people avoiding the news has increased mm. Um, in the last couple of years. And uh, it certainly raises questions about how news is packaged, how it's put out uh, and disseminated. Well, let's uh, bring in somebody who knows everything about that. Uh, we are joined on the line by the newly re-elected chairperson of the South African National hey, Editors yeah, 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 Forum, Sbu yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Morning. Morning to you, Mo. Morning, uh, Kudzo. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> How's but I that? doubt I know everything about the news, but I think I know something. Come on. Come on, Smoo. <laughs> well, we love, we love, we love rosy headlines, Smoo, don't we? I mean... Um, oh, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Un- understanding that news mirrors society. When you see a study like this, which gives an insight into people's feelings and how they see the world and news. What is your response to this sort of survey? I mean, is news so depressing that people just can't take it anymore? I think, Mo, it's a helpful uh, survey, um, as limited as it was, but it was helpful in giving insights into what, into what is the media will actually understand to be happening. Because if you look at it, the reality is that um, the audiences are becoming younger. But the manner in which we tell the news, we're still stuck in the traditional ways of telling news, where it's hard news. Hmm. Um, I think what newsrooms are failing to do and what they should do and what some are doing now is that we're trying to adapt to catch on the new generation of audiences that are Hmm. coming. Because in as much as young people may be news averse or not interested in in traditional news, but in terms of their... Content consumption is very high, actually, you mm. know. So I think it's in, it's in the packaging uh, more than anything. Mm. Um, that, that becomes important because, for instance, I mean, how, I don't know. I, I think most of the news establishments, even in South Africa, there's only a few of them that are playing out on TikTok. Not that every young person's on TikTok, sure. but uh, I saw a very nice example, actually, of The Guardian in Australia, where they're using TikTok to tell stories, which gave mm. me a very nice idea that actually you can decipher and break down these hard news mm. into into those small nuggets of information mm. that are more useful. Mm. Smoo Kutso, absolutely. Smoo Kutso here. So I love the fact that you're bringing in the way that you can speak to the younger generation, capture their attention in, in, you know, the way you distribute news. But one of the findings is that people are turned off by the repetitive nature of the stories that are being reported. Now, how do we then capture people to not swear away from the repetitiveness uh, and also maybe because they get depressed or drained by the kind of news that is being uh, remedied? I think two things there, Kuzo, the repetition, mm. uh, for instance, if it's a 24-hour news cycle, channel mm. rather, uh, you can't avoid that because you can't assume that everyone has seen every other bulletin. Sure. Right. But obviously, you always strive to update 
your strips, to update your headlines, to update your news, and keep the latest on a particular story. Some stories run for the whole day, so you can't avoid that. Mm. But I think w- what then becomes important is the second point you may also make, Huzo, about uh, news being depressing. Mm. A few years ago, I used to edit a daily newspaper in the Eastern Cape. Mm. And in every diary meeting, I used to argue, guys, there's no one who wakes up in the morning to part with seven rent just to depress themselves sure. forever. <laughs> so, so it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. Because sometimes we mirror our own we, and we reflect our own um, the, uh, our own state, you know, your, um, our own negativity, and we, and we project that onto the news. Mm. So I think what is important there is that it's important to have as diverse a newsroom as possible. For instance, you can't have a 90% male newsroom because the your content that's going to come out of that mm. will be driven by whatever informs whatever interests that uh, demographic. Mm. So it's always important to have as more diverse a news and always think that and remember that as gloomy as our society is, it can't always be. The, it's not the only thing. There are good stories that are happening in South Africa. So you need to be deliberate about that. But I yeah. say this important so that I'm not saying that we should sanitize the news, but mm. it's important to try and be diverse as much as possible. Absolutely. Spoo, it's Lindy here. Speaking about the newsrooms, I mean, there's the issue of trust in the media, right, that was raised um, with this particular research. And, you know, one of the things that is spoken about and known within, you know, our field is that every newsroom has their own agenda. So the way KaiFM packages its news won't be the same as how a YFM packages or a SABC packages. How do we, you know, still appeal to our particular targets, but without losing that trust from the people sure. we're targeting? I think, Lindy, again, um, two things there. I think in, in South Africa, unlike in the U.S., where you have a polarized um, news environment, where you have a right-leaning news media and left-leaning media, mm-hmm. in, in South Africa, we pretty much take the middle line. And I think that also has to do with our apartheid past. Mm. where you had the African press, which was pro-apartheid government, mm. and the English press mostly owned by the mining companies, which was more progressive. Sure. But I think the, 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 the important thing of trust, though, tr- trust is fluid. You trust someone today, you don't trust them tomorrow. And sure. I think there have been mistakes that we have to own as the media mm. that we have made. I mean, people, uh, they are always trolling us on Twitter to say, what happened to this story? Didn't you say that Zuma has a house in mm. Dubai? Where is that house? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, so I think what is important is that where you have heard, we have heard as a media, we need to own up to that. But also, you must take into consideration that politicians also deliberately um, sow the mistrust, so as so as to uh, take away the shine from themselves. For instance, Trump. Trump was always about fake news media, fake news media. So it's not surprising for me that a large contingent of the people polled who are right-leaning in the United States do not trust the media. Hmm. So it's a combination of things. I think it's an ongoing uh, uh, struggle that we constantly have to fight, really, in trying to reflect the best of our society, but also tell the South African story. Because journalism and the media is important. You cannot do away with that. Sure. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at the fact that we've got the State Capture Commission, that the that's State Capture Commission is a result of dilig- uh, diligent and meticulous investigative journalism that the rot in this country. Absolutely. Uh, that's why uh, the media is referred to as the fourth estate because of uh, partly the reason you're mentioning about just the importance of, exactly, of the work it does. Smooth, thank you so much for your time and all the best for the future. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the moment. All, all right. The, all the best. Thank you so much. Newly re-elected chairperson of the South African National Editors Forum, that is Spu Ngalwa, speaking to us. What a fascinating conversation. I, I think even if you aren't in the journalism space, just to understand how news works is something that is of interest to many people. We'll take in more of your comments on whether you switch off 
to the news because it's just so depressing. It's 6.54. Metro. Wake up on Metro FM. <laughs>